Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I think the kids know that as well. Like, I mean, even I was like super excited because I felt that that my family out in America were going to be so proud of me for making this decision. And so I didn't I didn't do it to make them proud, but I feel like a part of me that that did kind of come into account, you know, because I knew that that he would very much approve of, of me doing that. And I'd I'd spoken to my grandfather on the phone. When I was younger I spoke to we spoke to him like once a month. Um and I discussed like going to church and reading scriptures and things like that. And he'd actually paid for us what was it? I can't remember what the kids, the the kind of young people's. It wasn't Enzyme. The, uh, the young people's the, magazine. I can't remember. It was the friend of the yeah. new era, and the and the, the new era was the one for like the youth. The friend was for primary. Yeah, it was the new era one. He done bought a twelve month subscription as a as a Christmas present for us. What a um, shit Christmas present. I know. I didn't realize how cheap they are as well. Like, I'm like, <laughs> like, like $14. <laughs> yes. I was like, it must have cost so much money. And I like, I, at the time, I like loved it so much. And I like cutting out the little Mormon ads and things like that to stick up and carry with me. And my, yeah. my in laws, uh, the mother in law, in fact, the subscriptions just run out um, because when we moved away we we moved away from where i would, had been bishop in different things we moved a couple hundred miles away for my work and we, we were away for six years and the whole time even when we were inactive and had said that we weren't going to church she continued to pay for the subscription for the friend <laughs> the friend and the enzyme um and every month the postman would carry it all the way to my door He'd litter my house by putting it through the door and I'd pick it up and have the same conversation with my wife every month of when are you going to tell your mum to stop wasting her money because all I'm doing is putting it in the bin <laughs> and I just carry it straight to the recycling yeah. and, and put it away. And, and then when we moved back, we didn't want the church to have our new address and they still don't have it. Thank goodness. Um, so she now, she now gets our subscription of it's not the enzyme anymore it's the leahona yeah she gets an extra subscription in my wife's name sent to the mother-in-law's house so she has two that come uh so that she can hand one over and all, <laughs> uh, so so now it's not the postman that does it my wife has to drive it home and i oh, take right. it to the recycling bin <laughs> it's extra work you're just uh -huh. like man when when will they stop well they won't because we're we're lost souls damned to hell, aren't we? Yeah. We're wretched beings. If only you'd read that magazine, your life would be changed. <laughs> you know what? I look at it all the time and it glows. <laughs> it sits there on the coffee table and I find that if I put a, a cup of coffee next to it, the light just retracts a little bit. Yeah. As it kind of protects itself from the <laughs> evil coffee. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's... But some people, someone will stand up in, um, sorry, someone will stand up in general conference one day. Uh, no, you know what? I'm sure they already have. 
and they've they've said about in fact there was a story of an african gentleman and he saw a picture of the salt lake temple in reader's digest possibly so not that not the new era or the friend but still a book and that from that he had seen that castle in his dreams so then he wrote to the church in salt lake and they sent white people to come and colonize his <laughs> village so he shouldn't have spoken up yes but interestingly speaking of colonizing villages sorry <laughs> I'm, I'm totally off on tonight i'm about three deep um so uh i was looking at the mormon tangents and all the different sects of mormonism and there were some in west africa when the church first went to africa uh, the converts there weren't there were there were many people converted there was still the priesthood ban and then there were wars etc and the church pulled out and pulled all the priesthood out but the people continued continued to practice and have their own priesthood um, and formed a church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints like nigeria um version yeah and just totally jettisoned salt lake city uh, and just became their own thing and i know that's happened in mexico um and different places where they just kind of maintain their own autonomy from the mothership it's funny because uh, if they thought about it you know if if joseph smith came you know back to earth today and saw the church for what it was he he wouldn't recognize most of it because of how much it's changed you know the ordinances and things like that and it's just like i don't i i it's hard for me now not to be like how can you not see that it's it's the same thing like you can say we're the one true church and none of the other kind of offshoots are true when they've kind of done the same thing they just they just think that they're the, they're right. Yeah, it's it's the whole thing of which prophet do you listen to? Yeah, do you listen to the uh, current one, which you know the church would say, yeah, of course you listen to the current one, or do you listen to the last one that the current one disagrees with? Yeah, I don't know. Someone said to me once, you just got to have faith. So faith in what? You know, that the next one won't disagree with what this one did. Yeah. If you were to predict a U-turn that the church will take under the next president of the church, what do you think it'll be? It's hard to say because it depends on... I. <laughs> If Oaks becomes president, I, I feel like it's going to get worse. I, in an ideal world, I would like them to be more accepting or accept gay marriage. And I feel like eventually that's going to have to happen. I know people like people have argued online that that's never going to happen because it's it's in doctrine. But it's it's not really because they changed the doctrine to say, for the most part, you know, they they changed and, and twisted things. So I feel like that it's something they could backpedal on. Um, so that would be my hope, but I feel like it's it's extremely unlikely. It, at least in the next like five or 10 years, I feel like they're gonna have to do it eventually, but I think it's gonna be a, a slow process. 
I think the problem they've got is the proclamation, the family proclamation. Yeah, it's a big thing to backtrack on, isn't it? Uh, Yeah, I think Doug's got a good point here um, that they're becoming more orthodox for the foreseeable future. I think they're doing a really good trick of trying to align themselves more fully with mainstream Christianity. And I say that because of, you know, the new logo with Jesus in the bathtub uh, by downplaying the secrecy of the temple. Um, You know, there was a wonderful video a couple of years ago, maybe a year ago, of um, an African-American sister taking people on a tour you know, it was a proper like Hollywood production. Here, look at these rooms in the temple, so that everyone could see it. And it, it wasn't where necromancers gather to do cosplay. Yeah. Um, so, I think they're trying to align themselves, but with the orthodoxy thing, it's it's almost a, a retrenchment worldwide because growth has stagnated. There is no growth. It's it's. You know, growth is less than uh, kind of a, the annual birth rate globally. Yeah. So that I'd say that people aren't having as many children or just more people are leaving the church. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think. I think it, it, I'd like I'd like to see change. It's It's hard to say because they're not actually doing much about the kind of bad areas in the church you know they're turning around and saying be accepting of everyone you know love everyone but then you know holland goes and gives that talk at byu and is all musket fire and you know acting like that's your awesome t-shirt yes (laughs) yes breaking the musket that that talk peed me off so i was so angry it's like there's very few things that make me really angry and that made me very angry i I was angry enough that my husband had to stop me from going. I was like, I'm going to go and buy, you know, handcuffs and chains. I'm going to go and chain myself to the local oh my church. Gosh. And he was like, okay, so you want to think about this because, you know, I could lose my job if I do that. And, you know, there's going to be consequences. And why do you want to do it? And maybe you should think about it and plan something a little less extreme. Um but yeah, I was so angry. I was like adding like pride flags to my cart and was gonna like padlock them to the to the gates around the chapel. And he's like, "Take a day to think about it." <laughs> um, and yeah, I did. I did calm down, and I was like, "Okay, it I, it's it wouldn't make as big of an impact if I just do it. So maybe I should listen to your advice." But yeah, I I couldn't. I honestly I couldn't sleep for days afterwards because I had seen some of the posts on Reddit where people. Um, that go to BYU were like, I'm supposed to return in two weeks. You know, I'm gay. I'm terrified of going back. And it was just so heartbreaking for me that someone who's supposed to be, you know, a prophet of God and accepting and loving of people would cause that kind of fear in in its members. You know, it's it's was so horrible. Um, so it's like to have him. And then he was like the one of the first speakers at General Conference then. So he's kind of, it's like he's getting rewarded. You know, he didn't he didn't have to sit on the sidelines or, you know, get the insult of like speaking last or the shortest thing. He got like the longest time to talk. And I feel like his talk at General Conference 
was a reflection of what he'd said earlier, you know, like standing his ground with it as well. And it just, I was like, obviously Nelson approves of what he said. Otherwise he wouldn't let him get up and make that speech. So as like, you can say all the love and light and love everyone that you want, but your actions speak louder than your words and, and you're not acting welcoming of, of everyone. So. And they will deny that he said it as a prophet in 20 years oh, yeah. time. It will be yeah. one of those that you wave in their face when they, when they make a change to accept I say accept same sex, but I just can't see it. Yeah, you know, even trying to say it, <laughs> you know, that they would accept that. But when they make some sort of change that goes against what Holland said, um, you know, people will be like, "But listen, Elder Holland said this," and they'll be like, "Yeah, but he was speaking as a man." Everyone was homophobic at the time. <laughs> oh yeah, every, every, everyone was shooting gay people. What are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> they all had their muskets out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <coughs> Pardon me. Okay, I just want to go to your website quickly because you've got an awesome section. If anyone, uh, again, the links in the the uh, description below. But a few months ago. Uh, maybe the middle of last year, this really blew up about the frequently asked questions on the church news. So, and it's they've been there since like 2012. I remember discussing the exact points years before, but for some reason last year they really caught traction. Okay, and the one that I guess upset everyone was when they took our planet away. Yes. <laughs> so. so it, here we've got each of the um, questions and each of the answers, okay? But what do you think of them taking the planet away? It was devastating. It was, you know, I was I was getting my hopes up for uh, my own planet, given that they that's all they've talked about <laughs> for several years. Yeah, and not just the planet, worlds without number. Yeah. You know, and where's it gone? Get to design it and everything. It's it's just, it's bloody unreal that they would deny me a planet, you know, that I've been and I've, I've taken out my endowment to become a god and all of a sudden... The church frequently asked questions, take it away. Uh, but for everyone, this is the website here. In case you go to a different one, um, this is the good one. And there's lots of articles. Uh, the survival guide. This is what we were looking at earlier or speaking about, where all of the uh, key points there from each talk. So it's just fantastic. It will save a lot of headaches and a lot of let me just adjust that a lot of people having to watch conference okay so speaking of your not so mormonness i feel like you've really been lucky in one respect in that you were mormon enough but not too Mormon. Yeah. 
because you didn't have to go through the temple um because that we were discussing it just before and for me going through the temple my dad was my escort i got i was the fifth of six children the four before me had all been through you know my mum was sat on the other side winking at me and uh there was no there was no escape from it it was one of those things that you just did so i sat there and the worst thing was when eve have, have you seen any of new name knows videos or what what happens there yeah i've watched some of the videos okay so when i did it you go through uh with the anointing first and i did it pre or i did it at the time when you still did it naked so they just gave you a towel poncho to put on and the man put oil on your bits um on your body and then you go upstairs after that really surreal frightening situation and for every young man this is the worst nightmare because they put a naked woman on the screen in front of you and for years i've been avoiding you know naked women and pawn shoulders and then this blonde busty eve rocks up on the screen in front of you with nothing but a bush to hide her nakedness and you're just like how do i control myself now yeah i'm in a darkened room in what has to be a really really solemn sacred moment in my life and i'm sat there thinking about what the bush is hiding because she was beautiful you know and i just think the church someone somewhere was laughing because they knew <laughs> what they were doing they were like oh, we're gonna make it really difficult by putting a beautiful eve up there uh, but well done for missing it because it was a big step for me choosing my own underwear which totally weird you know <laughs> 37 year old man choosing his own underwear wow um yeah yeah I so, think the worst i ever had was the uh the baptisms for the dead we'd go on yeah. trips to the london temple to do that uh but i i feel like we always coupled it with something else so it would always be like we'd go shopping or we'd go to like um blackpool so yeah. like go to pleasure beach or something so it was never just like i feel like i think some of my excitement was actually just being able to go out not just going to the temple we went to the temple we did our thing and then we went somewhere fun yeah and if the church if your leaders have to like do something else to make the trip worth it or to make the trip fun what does that say about the leader's opinion of the temple yeah because surely you know. <laughs> the, the temple is this amazing thing. That should be the pinnacle yeah. of the trip. That should be the pinnacle of your existence. Should being be able to do that. You know. I do have this. I've got a, my sister and I, when we went, so I would have been probably 14, possibly 15, went to the temple. It was like the second or third time that we'd gone. Um, and they had the cafeteria. I can't remember whether it was Preston or the other one um 
but we'd taken a deck of cards with us because oh. waiting around for ages. And I didn't know that you weren't allowed to play with cards. So we were in the cafeteria. We were literally just playing Go Fish. Go Fish. And this woman came up to us and said that we had to put the cards away or leave. And I was like, but, but we're just, we're just playing a card game. And she's like, she's like so disgusted with us. Um, and then I was like, oh crap, have I done something wrong? And we put them away. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I was like, I, I don't I, want to take it down. <laughs> I feel bad playing Uno. My, my mom used to call playing cards the devil's playing cards you know they are like i can't believe you got cards out in the temple <laughs> and they didn't burst into flame in your hands i, I snuck in <laughs> some evil the the whole room didn't turn around and be like <laughs> duh, duh, duh. <laughs> you know what i mean oh my cards in the temple <laughs> That's worse than shouting in the temple. <laughs> Someone told a story once of a, a young girl who put her knickers down the chute by accident and uh, tried to get them back and fell down the chute hmm. naked. And, like, I'd have rather done that <laughs> than get cards out in the temple. Oh, my gosh. Like, I'm not even making a big thing of it. This is... This is small because playing cards just carry with them. Do you remember the Mormon ad of like all the black oozing? Yeah. Goo? And there was the video of like people putting the VHS in. Uh, <laughs> and it was like an R rated movie and everything was white and like the oil and the tar started to seep out. That's what it is. You pulled out a deck full of oil and tar. <laughs> Trying no to poison one, everyone. No wonder the woman was upset. <laughs> they are a bit precious, aren't they? Yeah. Um, but let's have a look at your uh, how Mormon were you score. Now, for anyone who wants to um, take a look at their own score, just let me pull this up quickly. Um, you can go, again, the link is in the description below. You can go to priestofdispatches.com for the quiz and take the quiz yourself but bethan has taken the quiz just pull it up here show let's have a look so what this is is it's almost like a bingo game which again is gambling and it's wrong <laughs> um but you scored on this uh, a 38 i think i got like a 62 or something and the highest score um anyone got on this was uh roy han father of 13 children um and was a big mormon he got like 119 points wow so but you get you get different points for the the different stages in life through mormonism that you passed uh so you missed out on a lot because you didn't go to the temple which yeah. i think is a, a, a thumbs up anyway <laughs> but uh did you go on your women's camp as a young woman Yes. Just not as a leader. Yeah, just as a, a young woman. Ooh. 
seen an angel or ghost and borne testimony to others about it. Oh, it's so embarrassing. Come on. It is. It, I, I was convinced. It was more um, a demon-y kind of thing than a ghost, but I was convinced that I saw it when I was, I, I was, I maybe was like 10 and I prayed and it went away. So obviously God made it go away. And I just think about it now and I'm like, I don't even know what it would have been, but it was like nighttime. I had been sleeping. So it was probably a dream or, you know, something like that. But I was absolutely convinced that's what I saw and that, that God made it go away. And that was like, the power of prayer works and all that kind of stuff. Wow. That's Very special. <laughs> yeah. I I tell a story on Priest of Dispatches about um waking up uh just as and as as I woke up I fell back on the bed. Um and it was a very real visceral experience for me. Uh, and I got really scared and lots of things happened. You can read the story on there, but it is real at the time. And you do yeah. tell people, you know, that, that happened. And then now, now I think about it, I'm like, oh, I was just having a bad dream, wasn't I? Yeah. I'd had like, a, <laughs> I'd, I'd had cheese before bed and it wasn't sitting right. Okay. So, but 38 scores you as a Mormon military runner. You spent time on the front lines, but like the safety of the rear guard. So you you were there at times, but not all the time, which yeah. I think fits quite well, um, according to my scientific scientific method. <laughs> okay, now if we look at your Mormon Mythbusters score, so this one, everyone, these are uh, categories and myths within Mormonism. Some of them you might look at and think seriously, but these were all crowdsourced from the internet, which is the the fountain of all truth surely so we've got three Nephites guard the temples at night unreal now I must say your score was quite low 33 the lower the score on this I think the better because the higher the score I think the more gullible we were um, but you got uh, so priesthood leaders can see your every sin when they look into your eyes did you sweat just like I did whenever, like, the state president shook your hand? I was always terrified. And it, like, even if I'd done nothing wrong, like, because I was so hard on myself, like, I interpreted it as, like, stealing doesn't mean you have to take something. Like, you could steal people's time by taking up too much time, by talking too much, or, like you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what we're doing. So so I was so paranoid about everything and I would think what if I've like sinned and I don't know it what if I've done this or you know if I if I accidentally you know like take take a pen or a paper clip from someone I feel so guilty about it it was like unreal even though it was an accident um and so yeah I, I would just be like all those things would come flooding into me you know talking to the bishop or anyone would be like they're gonna know <laughs> I've done something <laughs> So something I used to do in Temple Recommend interviews was before the interview would start, uh, I would randomly choose a question. Uh, well, I'd say a prayer first, and then following the prayer, I would randomly choose a question. And then no matter what the person answered, um, after their answer, I would sit for a count of 20. 
So they said, do you pay a full and honest tithe? Yes. And then I just sit and say nothing for 20 seconds. It's the longest 20 seconds in the world. And the amount of people that then would start, because people just want to feel silence. Yeah. And they just they, start blubbering about it. <laughs> but at the time, I thought that was my way of like um, discerning. discerning. Yeah. You know? I said a prayer. The Lord had led me to the question that this person struggled with. It was almost like before they came in, uh, it said something like uh, the law of chastity. You know, they come in and I'm just like, yeah, they're breaking the law of chastity because <laughs> the Lord has told me so. It doesn't matter yeah. what they say. He's led I you know, to that question. <laughs> I know now. Um, one at the bottom here. Dead ancestors watch your every move. That and used I'm, to creep me out. Like, I was going to say. It, it did. There would be times... Um, when I was like 13, 14, like my parents might go out or something, I'd have the house to myself and I would just feel like they were watching me and there'd be times when I would like be tempted to like put cartoons on or something after my parents said not to watch TV, but I was Ooh. so scared that, that they were going to be watching me that I just wouldn't do it. Sometimes I'd be like imagining like my, my grandmother or something up there just judging me and being disappointed in me for for disobeying my parents and stuff um it's just it's fun it, it's funny to think about now but at the time it was I was it was very serious to me that and it didn't I would worry sometimes about what happens when I need the toilet or if I need to take a shower like are they watching me can they choose not to watch me like can I choose for them not to watch me and it, it I just think about it sometimes and it would just freak me out yeah, I, mine was my grandmother. She died when I was on my mission and I was only like an hour away from mm -hmm. home on my mission and I wasn't allowed to go to the funeral or anything. So I think I had some unresolved issues around that. Yeah. But she was important to me. And then whenever I was sinning, I always used to think, oh, she's watching me. She doesn't want to see this. She's watching yeah. me, you know. Or there's Jesus there next to her watching, watching everything. Or the re the recording angel. <laughs> that was a good Not one. Life. <laughs> um, but on on here, did you know? Were you never told that the moon was going to turn to blood? I think, I I think, I saw it more like symbolic than than actual blood. So I think yeah. some of them were like hard for me to answer because I was like, well, I did kind of think some of it, but. I was like, I wasn't completely convinced by all of it. I just thought, well, it's, they mean yeah. it a different way. Yeah. Um, well, it happens all the time because uh, it's the natural cycle of the moon during um, different times of year. And the, the way that the light is that, you know, it turns a red color. So, yeah. It's... I think the one I, the other one I struggled answering is if you've been through the temple and you leave the church, you forget what happens in there. I think oh, there yeah. was so much like mystery involved with going to the temple and they'd always be like, you know, if you've lied to your bishop or whatever, if you enter the temple dishonestly and you're not worthy that you won't actually be able to enter the building and things like that. And I did believe all of that. Um, so I kind of, I think I believed certain things to an extent, but yeah. um I, I wouldn't say I was like absolutely convinced of all of it, but I think I did believe there was some kind of like mystical protection around the around the temple to protect I, it from like evil. 
No, absolutely. The three Nephites are at every temple every night. Uh, I think there's one on there um, that if you break into the temple, you die instantly. Yeah. Uh, but my favorite one that I I didn't um, I didn't come up with this one. Dead people hold their sacrament meeting in the chapel at night. <laughs> I thought that was amazing. You know that, that if you you randomly uh, ended up in the chapel at night, and the chapels were awful places when it when it was dark anyway, because it just felt creepy. Yeah, you know, the big open spaces. But that if like the the pews were full of dead people, um, yeah. Just that one killed me. <laughs> so, um, Chris learning. My Mormon score is 60. So, where would that put you, Chris? Um, that would put you as a Mormon cannon fodder. Me too. Um, you were all in and would have died for the cause. You owned the front line. Yeah, I was there all in the whole way. Okay, let's just hide that. Okay. Well, I think we've had an awesome time this evening uh, with Bethan. And it's been fun to learn, I guess, just more about your journey. Every journey is different. Everyone has a different perspective of their lived experience of Mormonism. And here at Priesthood Dispatches, we just want to tell that lived experience uh, and just kind of heal through a little bit of humor, a little bit of, just not worrying too much about it yeah kind of laugh at ourselves it's a very british thing to do and just take the piss out of ourselves <laughs> um but thank you so much bethan um we look forward to this coming conference <laughs> and the the breakdown which i will be using and then i'm sure using again and i'll i'll give you a a shout out on Nemo's halftime show. I'll say I am using from question <laughs> LDS. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Keep the quality. Um, but yeah. yeah. Oh, that's but awesome. You might like this actually. Next week's guest is really special. I say special. You were special. Sorry, that came out wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's actually special. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you, you'll see why in a minute. I've just closed the window. I just um, put it back up. Next week's guest is President Matthew Gill of the Restored Branch of Jesus Christ, Prophet, Seer, Revelator, and Translator. Um, just let me share this. Matthew's coming on. Uh, he's kindly giving us some of his time. And this is a branch of Mormonism uh, that uh, was reestablished in 2006 by President Gill in Derbyshire here in the UK which is the only one I can think of ever um, but Matthew uh, by as he says the gift and power of God has uh, received translated the record of the ancient inhabitants of Great Britain called the book of Jerinac and another book um, which we'll get more information on next week but it all comes under the head of the Chronicles of Aranak. Um, and it's, it's just really interesting stuff. So we'll, we'll see. I think Matthew is the closest analog to Joseph Smith uh, that I think 
we have because yeah, yeah it sounds interesting. Russ, Russell M. Nelson is just a placeholder, isn't he? Yeah. You know, he's just uh, keeping a tradition alive. Whereas in Matthew's testimony, he speaks about the angel Moroni appear, appearing to him as it did to Joseph Smith. He speaks about um, other angels, Raphael, um, and, and different things. So, <laughs> attention in the public interest and so that there can be no doubt no in capitalization the restored branch of jesus christ have no legal or theological connection with the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints utah <laughs> okay but that'll be interesting um i don't know if you've if you've got any opinion on whether or not there could be another joseph smith I feel like in this day and age, it's not going to get as much traction. Um, I think with the amount of... I think people would probably definitely get involved because like any kind of high control religion sort of thing or or belief system, you're always going to get some people that that follow it. But yeah, I don't I don't think we'll we'll have anything as popular. Well, we'll see in, next... in a religious sense, anyway. Next week, we may all be members of the restored branch <laughs> of Jesus Christ. God might speak to us. You know, you know what, Matthew or President Gill, if you're watching, we look forward to having you, and we will give a fair swing of the bat. Um, I think you know we respect everyone's journey, and we'll we'll see where we go. Uh, never say never, but we can say it's not likely. So thank you, Bethan. Thank you, everyone in the chat. Catherine Class scored 73. That's high. Unlucky Catherine. Um, but for now, thanks, everyone. And we will catch you next week. Thanks again, Bethan. Thank you very much. Good night. Good night.